Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I hate to say this, but right now I feel like puking because I'm looking at the screen <laughs> and there's a picture of Nancy Pelosi like... <laughs> what a, I'm like, what oh. an interesting way to start the program. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you pull up, you know, I got the monitor of us too. I got news stories. Yes. I got my little handwritten notes here. Yes. And there it is. Well, uh, oh. why do you have a picture of Nancy Pelosi on your monitor? Well, you know... It struck me as odd, a uh, headline that was been floating out there going, we're going to see an uptick in cancer. Nancy Pelosi's portfolio sparked debate on social media. She says, get ready for more cancer. Well, thanks for the heads up, Nancy. How the hell do you know anything about that? <laughs> does that well, sound like she's, does that sound to you like she's betting on cancer? That well, she, she wants, to, she figures she can make more money if more people get cancer? Well, the only way she'd be betting on cancer is if she had inside knowledge and her stock portfolio. Well, her portfolio has been raising eyebrows for quite some time in the past weeks. Numerous hmm. videos appeared on social media questioning Pelosi's wealth. One such video alleges that Pelosi invested in a particular company, you know, that deals in, you know, cancer you know, Bill, stuff. What amazes me, and maybe I'm just very naive. Maybe I just don't understand what it's like to be incredibly wealthy. Uh, they never seem to be satisfied with what they have, these people. I'm talking about the Pelosi. She's worth, I think that the last time I saw her wealth, it was recorded as $26 million. Now, this is somebody, by the way, who's been in government like for 35 years, 40 years. So how mm -hmm. she got it is beyond me. That's uh, an investigation for another time. But, you know, the average person, you and me, we would look at our bank account if we had like $2 million, $3 million, $4 million in the bank and would say, hey, we're set for life. We're fine. Thank you very much. And we'd kind of sit back. But people like Pelosi and others, they just want more. And you wonder, for what reason? You can only live in one house. You can only drive one car. You can only travel to one destination, one destination at a time. You can't go to multiple places at once. I mean, what do these people think that they can do with all of this? Uh, but they, they can't stop themselves. I mean, look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden, 45 years in public office, and uh, the guy just can't stop himself. And uh, they'll no, find out some. Can't. They'll find out someday, Bill based upon, you know, the investigations that are happening right now, that he and his son and his brother have done some terrible things in the name of greed. Yeah, but, you know, the people that are covering up, they, they got something to gain on this, too. Don't even fool yourself. Nancy is an inside trader. You or I get some in. You could sit there and be taking a trip out to California or on a flight to Boston to go see your daughter and sit next to a guy that said, yeah, I just made this widget. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I just got a contract. It's going to be in all the supermarkets all over America in three weeks. Right. Oh, really? What's right. the name of the company? Uh, widget, uh, widgetco.com. Yeah. Uh, you'd look that son of a gun up and buy the stock. You know, just, hey, you know what? 20 cents a stock. I, I am the kiss of death, though, when it comes to stuff like that. Trust me, when it comes to investments like that, if you want, you want to see a stock plummet, uh, I'm good with traditional uh, investments. 
You know, yeah. put your money in the bank. We have a good interest rate, and let it sit. Get a get some, yeah, get some CDs that have a good interest rate rate, and let it sit. But when when you start messing around with the stock market, uh, I am the proverbial kiss of death. <laughs> really, you put your money in Foodman.com, yes, and Foodman.com will do a swan song. You know, uh, no, I, I I'm not the person you want to invest with. <laughs> But the scenario I just made, I know. that would be considered insider trading. Ask Martha Stewart. You end up going to jail. Well, you know, Bill. Why isn't Pelosi the, going to jail? The Nancy part of my job. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world and, and others, they're not uh, any smarter than I am. They are just uh, more corrupt than I am. They're yeah. in, when they pick a stock, it's much more of a guarantee, if you know what I mean. I kind of throw a, a dart at a dartboard and hope that it sticks, you know? Whereas Nancy. Like you said, she's got uh, some inside information, and uh, usually she knows what she's doing. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll leave well, it at that. Well, you know what? I guess there was some inside information then on Bezos because he was just certified as now the first, uh, ri- well, he's the richest man in the world because he just became the first person worth over $200 billion. <laughs> You know those nine thousand uh, no. people that lost that, their job a week ago. Well, they're probably going. The problem, hey. the problem, Bill, with the guys who had that kind of wealth, the Soros, the Bezos, people like that, is that they have so much money, so much money that it's not a matter of creature comfort that they're looking for. It's a matter of power. They want the money brings them control and power and influence, and they look around the world from their little sandbox and they think. I can make this whole place my sandbox because I have enough money to do so. Yeah. That's the man who dies with the most toys wins. wins. Yeah, but you know what? When he dies, he can't take it with him. No, we get to take his toys and break them up and yep. give them to people that don't deserve them. You know, yeah, I don't know. You know, but you, just, know you, look uh, at, you look at like J.D. Rockefeller, right? J.D. Rockefeller, uh, for his time, probably the richest man in the world. Yeah, back in the uh, eighteen late eighteen hundreds, guy was worth a phenomenal amount of money, and uh, they kind of broke up his oil company back in the twenties. Yeah. Uh, and people thought, well, that's the end of J.D. Rockefeller. No, 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 he's got he made so much money that all of his heirs to this day are phenomenally wealthy, and and his heirs heirs and his heirs heirs heirs. I mean, they will never be broke because their money just keeps generating revenue. Yeah. You know? You know, how much is enough? You know, what what do you really need? Well, you know, we live in a, a free country, and so I hesitate saying we should have restrictions on how much well, you me can, too. Yeah, so you, 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 that part of the dream in this country is you can be what you want to be and grow as big as you can if you want to. So uh, that being said, but there should be limits on power and what you can do and influence. But see, that's so hard to do. When you were worth, like if you're worth $200 billion, you can get around just about anything. You know What is that weed that grows wildly? It was big in the 70s. It's, oh, it's taking up everything. You see it going uh, up telephone poles it, 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 and kudzu it, it, or something like that. Crown vetch. Whatever it's called. It's, it, you it, just it, couldn't kill I, it and yeah. it takes over everything. Uh, chokes I, off life and, uh, you know. There was actually a weed, would you believe, that was created. There's something called vetch. And it's. I guess that's a natural, fast-growing. It looks like a little flower in springtime. Kind of, and, uh, it'll cover the hillsides and stuff. 
And Penn State took it and mutated it and made it something called crown vetch. And it it was even more attractive to look at. But, boy, it grows everywhere. And I guess it, its roots get into everything. And they what they would do, the state would throw it on the hillsides when they would build a highway, and there'd be a mound of dirt, and they got it leveled, and they'd throw some crown vetch on it, and it would stabilize the hillside. But what they didn't realize, it wouldn't stop there. It, it kept growing and going, and <laughs> it's all over the state of Pennsylvania. Crown vetch, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah well, we, we, we mess around with stuff that we really, well, really, really shouldn't mess with. And what they're doing now with this, uh, this virus, there are some companies out there, pharmaceutical companies, who are still trying to mutate the coronavirus, make it even more deadly. I mean, for what? You've already proven the point. The last pandemic killed millions of people worldwide. I think that proved the point. It's very deadly. Enough. Apparently, Dr. Fauci now says his draconian lockdown based on uh, Chinese policies lasted eh, maybe too long uh, after destroying uh, businesses, the economy, and, uh, you know, American lives. He, he, he might have kept yeah. us locked down too long. Thanks, Tony, for recognizing you're a freaking idiot. He, you know, he, he changes his story from day to day, though, yeah. depending upon who he's talking to. He may say something like that, and then he may be asked a question. He'll say, well, actually, I did what had to be done. I mean, he, he vacillates. You're going to see a lot more of Fauci, I think, in the next uh, few months because I think there's a plan in Congress to bring him up in front of Congress and to grill him again. And uh, they're not satisfied with the answers he's given previously. He's not good under the, you know, under the light. No. Questioning. He really is. But, you know, he'll he'll dance. He'll keep on dancing and nothing will happen because I don't see any of these investigations ever going anywhere. And except for the uh, the January 6th uh, investigation, which was proven that they they touched everything up. They changed the narrative. They did everything to set Trump up and they're out of they're out of uh, control now. But they sit there. They're still taking all their negativity and going, well, we're still investigating. Yeah, but they, they think it's acceptable if the Republicans did something like that. If the conservative, if the Trump supporters did that, they would be whining and complaining. But not when they do something like this. This is okay. They they still point to the January 6th committee like it's something to be, to be revered. It doesn't make no, a lot of sense. It's nothing to be revered. Um. Did you hear what's happening Saturday in D.C.? Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we may as well uh, uh, well get your flak jacket and your pith helmet and put it on. Anything you, did predict, you say? You can pr- did you say pith helmet? Pith, pith helmet, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know whether oh, you were. I, I said yes. pith. I That's didn't say pith. the other word. Yes, P-I-T-H helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I just said it for the sound because what I'm trying to get your attention oh, is. Oh, you got it. Um, yeah, we're under attack yeah. this weekend, friend. Yes. It's uh, it's not going to be. Stay out of D.C. Stay away from Washington because. I don't think it's going to be just D.C. Well, they're saying that the big event is going to be right in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. They're going down there and, you know, they promised. This is what I just don't understand. They're, they're saying in some of these Internet uh, memes and ads that uh, they're going to be weaponized and they're, and they're going to pull no punches. Um, 
can you imagine if MAGA people said that they were going to go to D.C. with guns, what the uh, Justice Department would be doing right now? They would be pulling permits. They'd be complaining on, on the media. Uh, they would be telling people, don't come. We're going, to be, we're going to be armed and ready for you. But I'm looking at a report here, and it says, um, Trans Day of Vengeance will proceed. Uh, let's see. i got to make sure I got this right because I don't want to ad-lib. Nashville shooting, uh, colon, Trans Day of Vengeance protests will proceed in aftermath of Covenant school killings. That means all systems ago, that thing is going to happen no matter what. Yeah, and you know, some of these people that are violent, mm -hmm. that are transgendered, just like, uh, well, say, some of these people that are violent, they've got manifestos, they got agendas, they go online, they look at what people say and post, and if you don't accept them for who they are and what they are and how important they are, mm -hmm. guess what? You're a target. I have a question for you. Do you think that these people are going to protest? That saying, by the way, bring a mask. Now, what uh, what organization, what anarchist organization wears masks? Antifa. That's right. So do you think that this is being staged to incite violence? I mean, I if I were in the trans movement, I would disassociate myself with this whole thing. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, uh, be, a, you know, a trans, maybe you're disappointed with uh, how people uh, react to you. Maybe they don't feel comfortable comfortable being around somebody who says that they're trans. But, hey, listen, uh, that's okay. I mean, there are some people who don't like to be around fat people. I know. <laughs> you know? I hey, mean, hey, everybody's, what's wrong with being fat? Hey, hey, everybody's, hey, I'll throw a Twinkie at you. Hey, everybody's got something going for them, right? But, um... Nope. Uh, I wouldn't be anywhere near this, uh, the city of Washington on Saturday. I think there's going to be a good idea. I think there's going to be uh, some violence. Yeah. And, you know, Democrats are coddling, though, these, the, the transgender, the violent ones. And Catherine Clark, she was out there, uh, you know, condemning, uh, oh, yeah. blasting uh, right wing extremists, is what she was calling as right wing extremists. Yeah. I say us. I'm not out there protesting, but, you know, that's what she would say because we do a podcast. She's she's chastising politicians uh, and preachers. This is an attack on the church, by the way. And, uh, you know, after hearing that, she said, this is all from a, a, a wicked, uh, a wicked transgender protester. We're doing all of this stuff. Isn't her son a violent, wicked Yes. Uh, trans ant, uh, Antifa felon? Yes. Listen to what she said. Ahead of Trans Day of Visibility, I rise in honor of a community that is being forced to fight for its very existence. I rise in honor of trans voices that deserve to be heard, not silenced, and not criminalized. I rise in honor of trans joy that deserves to be celebrated, not eradicated. I rise with unconditional love for my trans daughter, Riley, and I rise in solidarity 
solidarity with every trans American seeking nothing less than their inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. To stand in the way of that right is to stand against our most basic American values. But that's exactly what mega extremists are doing across this country, on school boards, in state capitals, here in the halls of Congress. Elected officials are using their power to undermine the freedoms and human dignity of trans Americans. And they're waging an especially vicious crusade on our kids. These attacks make me all the more grateful for the unconditional love that Mimi and Joe LeMay of Massachusetts have for their son, Jacob. Mimi and Joe have faced vitriol and cruelty from right-wing extremists, all because they heard, accepted, and embraced Jacob when he told them he's a boy. A few years ago, Mimi shared a letter she wrote to her son, and I'd like to offer a few of her moving words. You have, at the age of nine years, accomplished what many adults couldn't in a lifetime. In your courageous visibility, you have changed the course of your own history. You have turned strangers into allies and allies into advocates. Layered in my pride is my concern for you. I know your strength, but I also know how determined the forces are that have pitted themselves against you. The politicians and preachers who would rather see you languish in a dark closet than watch you engage the world as you do, cultivating joy and love wherever you go. Madam Speaker, Jacob's courage demonstrates a profound strength. Let's show that strength the respect it demands. Let's reject the forces of opposition and bigotry. Let's celebrate the bravery and beauty of our trans community. Let's follow Jacob's example and cultivate joy and love wherever we go. I yield back. Does anybody out there think that it's almost obscene that the day after the tragedy in Nashville, she gets up and talks about uh, how we should be uh, proud of the the struggle that the trans movement is going through, and she it doesn't it doesn't you know the the dust isn't even settled in Nashville, and they're literally making the trans the victim they're making mm-hmm. the trance the victim instead of the the six innocent people the three ch- precious little children who were taken so violently from from us uh, in Nashville and the heroic deeds of the three adults instead of that she's applauding the movement the movement that is fighting for their rights you know it, it she probably will be at the event on uh, Saturday, the way she's talking. But, you know, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm just about fed up with the, uh, the line of garbage that we're getting from the left all the time. The, it's, it's like it, you take the wackiest scenario and the left seems to jump to that, to that side. Okay, we'll, we'll get on that. You know, there's no more middle of the road for the left. When I was a kid... The left and the right, 
they could come to terms with each other because they they negotiated and they met in the middle for the most part. We talked. Yeah. But these people, these lunatics who are in Congress right now, including Catherine Clark from uh, Massachusetts, it seems like they grow them on a farm up in Taunton or someplace or Medford. Uh, uh, that's where they, they always seem to come from Massachusetts. Uh, they're just from another planet. It's like they dropped him off in the in the middle of the state, maybe Worcester, that's a good place, drop him off, and all of a sudden they're in Congress spreading this nonsense and trying to make it sound like it's normal. That's the thing that gets me. I mean, I'm not just, I'm not a kid, folks. I've been around on this planet for a while. And, um, you know, we had uh, a much more... Uh, common ground kind of environment. You know, I, I, I got to be careful how I say that. We had an environment where both sides could talk for most of my life. And all of a sudden, we have agitators who pushed us way beyond that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it is, uh, it's, it's sad. But we've got to stop that. And I think what they're afraid of is a guy like Trump, no matter whether you like him or you don't like the guy, Trump will get us back to that, that middle of the road. Trump can talk to both sides, believe it or not. You know, you, even the people on the left who, who talk with Trump will end up saying, well, you know, he's actually a much nicer guy or he's a real pleasant guy to be around. Uh, he, I mean, he's not what the media makes him out to be. They try to make him out to be the fool. And he's not a fool. You know, he was always pointed to as being a sharp investor, a big success, a smart guy, until he became a Republican. And then he showed some interest in in being in politics and be going for the presidency. And all of a sudden, the left flipped the scenario on Trump and tried to make him look like a buffoon. And he's anything but a buffoon. You cannot make $10 billion dollars. And be as successful as he's, as he's been. You can't you can build a following of uh, 100 million people around the country and be a fool. Because you can't fool 100 million people. You just can't do it. No, you can't. Well, I don't know. Look at uh, Joe Biden. Uh, not 100 yeah, million no, people. Yeah, no, he didn't but... fool anybody. He hasn't fooled most of the... You, you, you know, know where his votes came from. One of the things that the left practices, I mean, you listen to, you know, her talk and... Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Sounds good, you know. They're 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 great at crafting words together. But then when you listen to the message that the words spew out, you go, "This is going to make me sick. I, I got a gag here." And that's. But you know, they do have a lot of tools in their chest, and they they bring them out. You know, they they articulate uh, their twisted uh, agenda and cause. In a, in a way that, um, you know, the average person goes, well, it sounds good. Yeah. I guess it must be good. must be true. And you got to sit there and dig through it and take the icing off that crap cake and see what it really is. Bill, I just don't understand. They're talking about how uh, the transgenders are looking for vengeance, that they're, uh, they're trying to right the wrong. What has happened that has... Uh, where have we attacked or anybody attacked the trans movement? I mean, if you want to, is it because we don't want to have drag queen shows uh, in 
in schools and in libraries? Is that is that the issue? I mean, I don't want to have any kind of sex shows in uh, in libraries and schools. Okay, How's that? I mean, I'm not talking about just drag queen. I don't want to have uh, strippers in schools and in libraries. You know, you can call them exotic dancers, belly dancers, whatever you. I don't want that. I want uh, uh, these places to be protected. You know what they're there for? They have. You can just look at history. They're there for people to learn. You know, not to be mm. manipulated. Um, but I, I can't figure out why quote they're so angry. I mean, it, well, I don't know, but you know, it's it's the year of the drag queen, I guess. I, I there was a an article I don't have it in front of me the other day. There was a uh, there was outrage where a drag queen uh, person went to a school and went and jumped in one of the uh, the uh, female students' lap and started riding her lap. And I'm like going, that's not uh, know, that's not uh, an educational function. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, let's just back up about thirty years. If I were the dad of that daughter, that dude would be dead. Well, you, you know, know, but it, you no, can't he, do that anymore. He, you can't even say that. But I'm saying times have changed. No, Bill, that, you, right? that you would never have had the opportunity because they would have called the police, and he would have been arrested for lewd and lascivious action. Yeah, he would have been assault. taken out of there. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying uh, that was a violation. Look, you know. That was that was a trans rape, if I ever heard one, because he did something he should have never done. You know, and I don't think anybody should be filed, but you can't. But listen, if you want to lead your life the way you want to lead your life, nobody's prohibiting you from doing that. If you want to look at, we allowed a guy like uh, what was that? The the guy who wore the dress and the shoes uh, and was the Under Secretary of Brandon Energy, or Brendan, yeah, or whatever his name was, Britain or uh, anyway, he. Old dude with a dress. Yes, who uh, stole luggage. You know what we're talking about. Um, he didn't get in trouble because he wore a dress and high heels. On the contrary, in the Biden administration, he was celebrated. He was applauded. No, no, no. He got in trouble because he stole high-end luggage from the uh, the, the, the luggage area at, air, at airports, in multiple airports. Uh, and, you know, he didn't steal, like, the run-of-the-mill American tourist stuff, you know, or the Samsonite stuff that you and I would have. No, he he seemed to know his luggage. He got stuff that was worth, like, two and $3,000 a piece. Well, I don't know. I didn't know there was luggage that expensive. And if I had a $3,000 piece of luggage, would I put it uh, on a... <laughs> on a luggage dispenser. It's in the closet, never used. Exactly. It'd be in the box. Why exactly. the hell did I get that? Exactly. Do you know that the military, the military uh, schools were around the country were having drag shows, drag queen shows? And yesterday, Matt Gates was uh, grilling General Milley. You know, he's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, about this and and Millie fiend ignorance about this whole thing. Uh, listen to this. Mr. Secretary, you told Senator Schmidt yesterday that if the 8,000-plus service members who've been separated from the military due to the vaccine mandate want to reapply, that they're welcome to do so, but that you would do nothing to solicit their reapplication or to incentivize it. Why is that? I think it's incumbent upon the individual to, to make that decision and reapply. The, the mechanisms are there. 
Yeah, but why don't, I mean, you're overseeing a recruiting nightmare in our military right now. These are 8,000 patriots. And by the way, your department broke the law in administering the vaccine mandate. And that's not me saying so. That's the inspector general for the Department of Defense who wrote in, on June 2nd of 2022, we found a trend of generalized assessments rather than the individualized assessment that is required by federal law. The department did not break the law. Uh, the vaccine so the DO, mandate, so wait, wait, wait. The you mean the IG mandate, is wrong? You think the, the IG is wrong? He says he broke the law. The lives of a number of, uh, of well, it ruined the lives of a number of people too. And it ruined the lives of people who love our country and want to re-enlist. Let me ask you this question. If we direct you by force of law to re-engage and incentivize the re-enlistment of these folks with full back pay and rank, do you have the capability to follow that instruction? You put uh, provisions in the law uh, to enable those, uh, those people to, to uh, those former service members to reapply in accordance with the service man, service. Good. Well, we will do that just like we had to put the repeal of the VAX mandate in the law. And I get the sense that the only reason you're not reaching out to these folks is pride because otherwise they would be totally able to serve. And it seems that your personal pride is getting in the way. So going from the deeply serious things that we're not doing, re-engaging these 8,000 folks to the deeply unserious things that we are doing, go ahead and put up the first slide. I, I guess my question is how much taxpayer money should go to fund drag queen story hours on military bases? You know, drag, drag queen story hours is not something that uh, the department funds. Well, wait a second. Uh, that's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base. That one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia. That's a drag queen story hour for children. Then also at uh, Malstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. At the Joint Base Langley Eustis, you put on a drag queen story hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly diversity, equity, inclusion summer festival. And at Nellis Air Force Base, you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things, Mr. Secretary? Listen, uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds. So. But wait, why, why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. Why are they happening? I will say again. This is not something that we support or fund. Well, you, so you think hosting a drag queen story hour on a military base isn't supporting the drag queen story hour? I stand by what I just said. But, but you may stand by it, but it's belied by the evidence over and over again. I mean, are, 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 are you aware of the uh, piece... Uh, Biden's military, Air Force Base in Montana, holds drag show, drag queen story hour for kids in the Western Journal. Are you aware of that? Again, I will but, say what I've said yeah, You're saying what you're saying, but I guess it just doesn't comport with the facts. General Milley, this will be my last time to question you. You mentioned two years ago that you wanted to better understand white rage. And so my question is this. Did you read this book? No, not at all. What is, well, it, what, it, it is, a, What is White Privilege is the book, and it's actually written by a DOD official, a senior official in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and there are now hundreds of these books in dozens of schools, and I wonder if you guys connect this to your problems with recruiting. I've never read it, never seen it. Um, I, frankly, I don't even think about that stuff. I think about well, put up the next. Put, go ahead and put up the next about slide. about the radiance of the force. Go ahead and put up the next slide, please. Okay, well, in, in the next slide, this is a tweet 
by one of your employees in charge of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it's, it's patently racist. They say that uh, she had to give Karen the business, that she talks about caudacity, presumably of Caucasian people. So I guess, terrible. why does the... I, I, look at, I, well, why is that person... Look, you're not going to get an argument from me. That's terrible. It's wrong. She shouldn't be doing that, period. Should she be fired? I don't... That's a DOD employee, not U.S. military uniform. Do okay. I, Should they be I would, fired, Secretary advise? Austin? Uh, again, as you heard in your uh, subcommittee here, uh, this, this incident was investigated. And, uh, and, and they're still employed. Mr. Chairman, I have a series of unanimous consent requests since my time has expired. What objection? Uh, first is Joint Base Langley Eustis holds drag show at Kid Friendly Festival. And the next is U.S. military defends drag show at largest training center as, quote, essential to morale. And the next is Nellis Air Force Base hosts first ever drag queen show, essential to morale and readiness. That's a Breitbart piece. And... Uh, finally, Ramstein cancels library's drag queen story time for Pride Month following criticism. Well, objection, so order. General's time's expired. Can I just, can I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look and, and find out what actually is going on there. Because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. Um, I don't read those news stories. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd like to take a look at those because I don't agree with those. Well, they're think, now in I think the official record. shouldn't be happening. Thank Period. you. Thank yeah. you for that admission. Great. I, I would like to point out, uh, Chairman, that... Uh, our, our students in Dodia schools scored the highest on, uh, the eighth graders and fourth graders scored the highest in math and reading in the country. So I want to thank uh, all, of the, all of our Dodia uh, professionals who made that possible, and I encourage them to keep it up. Well, I hope you're not thanking that one. Yeah. Gentlemen, time's expired. Okay, that was uh, Matt Gates, and I had said it was just Mark Milley, but it was also with mostly Lloyd Austin. And right. what, what interests me is that... Um, he just was firm on on denying it. He was staying by his guns, even though the evidence was right there. The evidence was right in front of him. He was point, Matt Gates was pointing to the screen that had the evidence. Uh, Austin just kept denying it, like uh, you just it'll go away if you just keep denying it. And of course, Millie feigned stupidity. You know, I, mm-hmm. that's the first I've seen of it. Well, wait a second. Uh, you're in charge of the military. You should know. You guys should know what's going on on your bases. I mean, if you had strip shows uh, on all of your bases uh, going on with uh, signs and posted posters all over the place, uh, you'd know about that, and you're pretending you don't know about this nonsense, they wonder why people don't want to go in the military. They don't want to go in the military because it's not the military that it used to be. And, you know, China and Russia know this. They look at us and they see we're weak. We've been manipulated with our, our powers that be, Millie, everybody. Uh, I'm not defending Millie, but the simple fact is he's, he, he doesn't have his eye on the ball because he's probably got too many other balls that he answers to that he's got to keep his eye on. So maybe he doesn't know about that, but, yeah, but I tend to say he probably does, but. You know, Bill, when you are... Nobody's watching the pot boil. Yeah, but when you are the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the uh, Secretary of Defense, you should know these things. There should be no surprises when you go in front of Congress. You should be able to say that that is not approved by us and that has slipped uh, uh, under the radar and we'll it, fix it. 
it's bad management. Well, what it is, because if you're a leader, sure, you can't sit there and cover every single aspect, but you have people under you that do, and they report to you, and you get reports, and you go back and you periodically check up on everything and everybody because that is your job. You know, you've got to make sure that the people that are under you are doing their job so you can do your job. But uh, everything is so politicized and uh, anymore. Bill, so we uh, now have a military that is soft and we now have a military that is short on equipment uh, they say that there, there's a, a, a shortage of ammunition and artillery shells uh, because we've given them to the Ukraine and that we left $89 billion worth of our equipment. Nobody talks about that anymore, but that was only a year or so ago, and that was, that was our stuff that should have come home with us. We should have had a plan. We don't just walk away. Who? If you, if you ran a business and you just decided, look it, I'm going to close all of uh, these Walmart stores in the Northwest and we're just going to walk away from the stores, lock it up, we're leaving. No, don't worry about the stuff inside the stores. We're just, we'll just leave it there for whoever, whoever happens to get the store later on. They'd, you would say, these people are nuts. There's millions of dollars worth of of goods in these stores. You would never do that. But yet these guys did that in the Afghan war. They literally just left all of our stuff for the enemy. And it's still there. They have so much stuff in Afghanistan right now. They're taking pictures of it. I saw a picture on the Internet. You may have seen it, too, a couple of days ago, where they're showing fields of Humvees and tanks that are just sitting there because they haven't got enough people to use them. Uh, and, and it's these guys, it's Millie, and it's Austin who are responsible in a big part for doing that. They are the, you know, they're, they're the advisors to the president. I could go well, on. The president it, is tearing down this country. You could sit there and take a sheet of paper and put three columns in there. The right side, far right's the military. Far left is is uh, the civilian population, and the middle is all of everything, every tangible thing we need to run a country: power, water, electricity, food. You know, our do we manufacture stuff? Everything that we have that affects our lives, and you could sit there and cross draw and say. Does it affect the people? Yes, it does. So without the power, we're screwed. Does it affect the military? Military? Well, yeah, it does. So we're screwed. Fuel, same thing, back and forth. We are stripping ourselves of the very vital vital needs that we have mm. to exist. And and if you don't think there are two standards in this country, uh, look at January 6th, Okay. We had probably a million and a half people show up at the Capitol. Right. If they wanted to take the Capitol. They could have. It would have been done with a snap of a finger. Because even with the the strongest defense in the Capitol, um, 
they couldn't have stopped a million and a half people from taking it over. I point to Sri Lanka when they took over the presidential palace and the in the the capital there. They just went in with a mass of people and they got it. And they chased the security out of the building. And the same thing could have happened here if they wanted to do it. There was no massive uh, takeover. I, I think, if anything, you had instigators, mm-hmm. people who were sent their agitators to cause trouble. Some people say they work for the federal government. I don't know. I really don't know who they were. They could have been Antifa. They could have been some other kind of group that was there to stir things up. But I can tell you that the mass of the people there were peaceful. And, and, and they don't talk about that. The mass, the many, many people there went to, with their husbands and wives to cheer on President Trump, period, and, and to protest the fact that they felt the election was stolen. And even to this day, most people left. Most people quietly, when they saw things start to happen, turned around and walked away. Now, well, I mean, I, they were really quick to sit there and take all the photos and facial recognition and telephone information to post it on a website that these were now enemy of the states. Well, look what's going to happen this weekend. This yeah. weekend, the left wants this protest in Washington to go on. My question is, if there's violence, if somebody gets hurt or, God forbid, worse, Will they make uh, more of an issue out of it? Will they go after the trans people for having caused this? I doubt it. I doubt it. If no. anything, they probably will say, say there were some uh, anti-trans people there who initiated the, the whole process. That's why my advice to anybody uh, who don't is not, go. don't go near Washington. Stay away from D.C. Stay away from any of the protests. If you own a business, shut it, lock it up, and Absolutely. it's an insurance matter because... Sorry, we're closed today, Uh, you know, uh, short of staff. Yes. Because you don't want your staff to get involved in this because they are out there picking a fight. Yeah. And they want to pick that fight, and then they're going to win this battle because it's part of a bigger agenda. It really is, and it sounds, oh, Bill, that's just, you're making that up. That's conspiracy theory. No, it is not. It's a fact. They've said it right there. The little girl the other day that uh, got herself killed because mm-hmm. she had a, a manifesto and an agenda. Well, it turns out that that little agenda is all over the place. They've been pushing this. Do you know that you couldn't say little girl uh, in the New York Times? Now, technically, biologically, she was a female. But the New York Times has corrected itself several times, and now they're simply calling him they. Her, they, they're saying they took the gun and went into the building. They, that's how they're referring to him in the New York Times, the shooter. They're trying yeah. to be politically correct. They are more concerned with being politically correct than giving us the facts about what happened and to tell us about the, the people who were killed as a result of her actions. Think you about know? this. You are a police officer, and you just got... Uh, you know, a bulletin that be on the lookout because somebody just robbed a bank. Somebody just robbed a store. That radio is public. And if you sit there and the dispatcher goes, you know, do you have a description? Yeah, they were six foot two. Uh, It's a woman wearing a hat and uh, a woman of Asian descent. You know, and, well, you just broke so many 
laws there that, uh, you know, well, number one, was it a woman? Was it a male? Is it your right to call it one way or the other? So they, you know, and they were wearing a hat. They're six foot two. Uh, what race were they? You know, we, we you can't have, say that. You could say they were white. No, they you can't say white. You can't say black. You can't say. Oh, you, you can't even say white anymore. That's right. They don't want you to describe the in in the description over the uh, police radio. They would. They used to say, "Be on the lookout for a white male, uh, five foot seven in height, uh, with a red jacket and a and a baseball cap." That was part of the description. Now they're telling them on the police radio for a baggy, yeah. baggy pair of jeans with a sweatshirt running yeah. on a baseball. Don't cap. don't describe their race anymore. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. If you are somebody who feels you're trans, you're transgender. Uh, I I would ask you to stop for a second. And to really consider, are you being abused by anybody? Is somebody trying to hurt you? Or, I mean, I don't think the average Joe who's trying to do their job and, and feed their family uh, is really concerned too much about someone's sexuality. Am I wrong in saying that, Bill? I mean, I, th- I think that people, it's a live and let live society for the most part. I yeah. think they're trying to make an issue where there is no great issue, you know? The media is trying to foster this environment of hate that I don't think truly exists. I mean, understand something, folks. In my lifetime, there have been drag queens since I was born. They've been drag queens, drag shows. Didn't it start in the military in the war when the guys were overseas? Oh, it, it goes beyond that. It goes back to World War One. It goes back to the Civil War where they would have, uh, you know, shows. Exactly. Heck, because they're out there. There's no women out there, so you go back to the days of uh, of uh, Rome. They didn't allow women to be actors and actresses, so the guys would play the part of the women. Yeah, you know. It's not terribly unusual uh, that, and people have, for the most part, not made a big issue out of this. But for some reason, and for some unknown uh, uh, narrative that I can't figure out, they're trying to make it a violent, angry issue that has to be protested. So if you're going to go to Washington, D.C., please be careful. Because I don't want no one wants to see you get hurt, and and I think that it's going to be a staged event. Somebody is going to get hurt. God forbid it. Nobody should be put in that situation. You, should, I would consider not going. Be what you want to be. You know, it's like that little army saying, "Be all you can be. Do whatever you want to mm-hmm. do is fine." Uh, nobody's going after you for being uh, for having a certain proclivity for liking women's clothes or or feeling that you're a woman when you're a guy. There are certain things that people don't want you to do. Uh, they, don't, they, uh, they don't appreciate trans people participating in women's sports, and I understand why. And I think most trans w- who are being honest with themselves would say, well, look at, uh, no matter what I feel inside, I have the physique of a man, and I'm, I have the advantage of, uh, uh, of being physically uh, a man. I, I, it's not fair. Okay, that's all they're complaining about. They're complaining about uh, trans people who are men competing in women's sports. You never see it vice versa. You never see a woman who thinks she's a man competing in men's sports because it's not fair. They'll never win because the body masses are different. 
But that's but then I'm not complaining because you're a trans. They're complaining because you have an unfair advantage. That's all. Yeah, but you know what? The people that are going that way, they're they're thinking that they know something more than uh, than God, and they're they're playing God. And you know, I I think the left has found the perfect. They don't want to say they're attacking the church. They don't want to say that at all. But well, they are. They are, and they they're ta- they're attacking the church, and they're using transgenders to do yeah. it because, you know, they are the Antithesis. mirror but exact opposite. Yeah. And so therefore, they've got a tool now. But what they what they don't realize is they're using the trans people, and you see what happened the other day. And they're not going to coddle up to you because you're singing their story this time around. As a matter of fact, they may just turn around and bite your hand right off. You look at every country that is being taken over by by socialism, the first thing they do is they take the religion out of the country. They mm-hmm. close churches. They arrest clergy, just like they're doing in the Ukraine, by the way. Okay, I'm just saying, I was just going to yeah, say that. Exactly. Um, and in our society... They want to demonize Christianity. They do. I don't care. Where was this last shooting? It wasn't done in a public school. It was done in the Presbyterian Christian school. You think that was an accident? Uh, I mean, there is a move to minimize religion in our society and to make it the villain, especially the Christian faith. They're doing a darn good job. I can tell you that, and... Uh, the Christian faith, you've got to think how you're going to counter this. And uh, I wouldn't say attack it, but you have to sit there and be aware of it and uh, know how to answer in a way that's not going to put you uh, in harm's way because anything you say that's the opposite of what they want is going to lead to violence, at least... Now it is because they've been given they've been given the okay to go ahead and attack and nothing's going to happen to you. It is a um, sad situation that our administration right now it's allowing it to fester. I mean, if they if they wanted to stop it, they probably could do it, but they're not. This thing, this permit hasn't been pulled for Saturday. They all they would have to do is say you can't uh, you can't demonstrate. Your permit is pulled. Mm-hmm. But nope, it's going to continue. And Speaking of Fester, Fed, uh, Fetterman, I guess he gets out in a, out of the hospital. Why did you say speaking of Fester? Were you thinking of Uncle Fester? When yeah, you said <laughs> Uncle Fester. And I said, speaking of that, Uncle Fester, because he looks like Uncle Fester. <laughs> kind of, yeah, he does. So, you know, Festerman, Fetterman, you know. Yeah, he's saying he'll be out, what, uh, April, week of April 18th or something like that, April 17th, he'll be uh, back in the All Senate. All eyes will be on him because everybody wants to see if he's back better than ever or yeah. You know, what's going on with him? I know? heard somebody uh, say, a doctor say on television, that the average stay for uh, depression in a hospital is seven to ten days. Yeah. Seven to ten days. This guy is going on, what, six or seven weeks already? And he's talking about another three weeks before he gets back to the Senate? Yeah, there was more going on. They, they lied. You know they lied. And I don't know that his health is in all great shape, but they'll find a way to bring him out, and then something will go wrong again. They're just trying to keep that seat in the Senate under their thumb yes, as long as they can, 
you know, and uh, as Biden mumbles along and the economy goes to hell in a handbasket, heck, McCartney sat, uh, McCarthy sat there and said, you know, Joe, you haven't done anything and you've been sitting here idle. Let's get together and talk about, you know, the, you know, the, the, the budget, the, the debt. And Joe's going, yeah, don't want to do it. He has a, not until you give yeah. us not until you give us what we wanted originally. Yeah, and I'm like going, it doesn't work that way, Joe. But apparently, for got, Joe, you, it does. You, you got to wonder does does anything work in D.C. Got to speaking of D.C. I have this uh, information just in. Uh, it's over. It is completely over. Uh, the COVID emergency has been voted uh, finished by the Senate yesterday by a vote of 68 to 23, and uh, the House already had passed a resolution saying to end the COVID emergency. I think they voted 229 to 197. So if you had any question about whether we should still wear masks and and do all that stuff, uh, Congress says the COVID emergency is done, and Anthony Fauci can go sit down. You know, I got a doctor's appointment. I'm going in for lab work today, and I guarantee to you when I go there, I'm going to have to wear a mask when I go in. No, no. not everybody. I don't think, well, did you have to wear one the other day when you went and built to the... You're uh, damn right I did. Really? No kidding, because around here, uh, most of the doctor's office, it's optional. Sometimes no, I guess... I mean, uh, no, I go to the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth. Yes. And the doctor goes, yeah, you can take that off, but when you go in... Yeah. You got to wear it because the nurse is there until they get from the higher ups, the administrative officer, you know, office. You wear a mask and you can't come into the building. And I'm going like, you know, I want to get in here and get this test done and get the hell out of here because I got things to do, places to be. Here's an event I missed. Uh, you might you, you might have missed it, too. Uh, on March 27th, the United Federation of Teachers in New York City. Uh, was to hold a a seminar on the harmful effects of whiteness, the harmful what? the harmful effects of whiteness. This was in New York City, the United Federation of Teachers. Um, I, I missed that one. Uh, uh, what a shame! Uh, if we had reversed that and done a, a a seminar about a minority group of any kind, uh, it would have been. It would have been uh, berated and chastised. Oh, how can you do that? You you would have been criticized for being a racist. But yet, it's no big thing here. It's just a note. It's almost like a notice. Like, hey, uh, don't forget there'll be a there'll be a seminar on the harmful effects of whiteness. Well, and we're, uh, we're supposed to be trying to come together as a people. You know, kumbaya. No. No, ain't no kumbaya around here. No. Hear about the Philippines? They, uh, I guess, back in the seventies, they built a nuclear power plant. Uh, it uh, thirty-eight years ago, back in the eighties. Apparently, then it was finished. They were going to turn it on, but all the controversy—they never did. It's never been fired up once. And now, with all the energy crisis and everything, they're thinking about, yeah, we got to fire that puppy up. It's been sitting there for over thirty-eight years. Never used, never fired up, and they're going to go, let's go ahead and put her online now. You know, you really think it's going to work? Wait a second. And not have some kind of disaster? It, it probably has weeds in, inside the reactor, you know? I mean, yeah. who's going to be the first one to press start? 
<laughs> I want to be off the island it's on. I want to be, but you know, let's just say they do fire it up and it goes up. It's in a pretty strategic place. Think of all the stuff that it would oh, yeah. contaminate and uh, take. And this is technology from the 70s. Yes. And I don't, now a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, nuclear, clean energy, clean energy. It is not clean because it produces a waste that does not go away. Do you think it's going to start? I mean, if you had a 1975 uh, Chevy that's been sitting in the backyard, right, for 30, 50 years, would you would you think it would start when you hit the key? I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know, but uh, I just, I, I think it's a mistake. But I think, you know, what's happened with, the energy crisis was all brought on by Joe, and it's a mistake, and it's affecting the world. Another thing, Bill, uh, you know that President Biden was brought up in a black community, a community, a Puerto Rican oh, yes, community, an Irish community, all these different communities. Well, apparently he, he's, he's also been brought up uh, in a Greek community. Listen. They're a big part of the reason my Greek-American constituents in Delaware uh, sometimes refer to me as, as the man sitting behind you, Father, who helped me my very first campaign directly behind you, was uh, the nickname I got early on when I won by 3,200 votes and uh, for the Senate seat when I was 29 years old is because I started calling me Joe Bidenopolis because, oh, you think I'm kidding. I'm oh, not, you think I'm, I'm Kidding. You know, someone should tell Joe, stop saying you, you think I'm kidding. Nobody thinks you're kidding. We all think other things. Uh, but I'll tell you something. He doesn't realize, I think, the effect of social media and the Internet because when he was a young politician, he could go to a Greek group and talk like that and then leave and go out to a Puerto, Puerto Rican uh, group and talk about how he was brought up in a Puerto Rican community. Nobody knew. You know, it was like, well, he said something in one hall, he goes to another hall, and nobody knows. But nowadays, everybody's got a, a cell phone and a, a camera. They're videotaping, videotaping everything. So when he lies in one hall and goes to the next hall and lies there, we got instant video of him making these ridiculous statements. And, you know, his statements are proof that they are proof that he hasn't told one single truth ever in his life. And when he says, I really won the election, you know, I really did. You think I'm kidding? You think it's a joke? <laughs> you think I'm joking? Joe, you didn't win. <laughs> I, I, I drove by a couple of your rallies in uh, yes. Scranton. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, I didn't have to worry about a parking space. I couldn't find the damn crowd. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could park anywhere I wanted to. There was nobody there, just a news crew and you. He would go. To, I, I saw one picture of one of his rallies at a drive-in, and they had put circles like in each car space, and most of them, most of them were empty. And he's trying to tell the world that he got more votes than uh, than Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, by the way, got more votes than any previous sitting president in the history of our country. Uh, and I don't. He, God not bless. according to the news and not according to the Democratic Party and not according to Joe uh, and the rivers well, of they, his... They, uh, they, don't deny Bill, they don't deny that he got more votes than any sitting president. They just denied that he won the election. They believe that previous sitting presidents may never have gotten 71 or 72 million votes, but Joe Biden got 80 million votes. So what if, you know, and the thing that gets me is Trump keeps saying in 2024 when I'm president... And I keep thinking, does he? Does anybody sit down with President Trump and say, do you really think they're going to allow you to win? 
if you don't fix what happened in 2020? And nobody seems to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, therein lies the problem because, you know, they don't want you to touch 2020. So, And if you talk about it, you're an election denier, this and that. We got to move forward. Well, okay, moving forward. With, but, you know, if you got a hole in the boat and it's sinking, it's still sinking. It's taking on water. So you can't move forward until you fix the leak. Okay, and so uh, we've, we've just about done it with today's show. Yeah. But we should point one thing out again. If you're thinking of going to the rally in, in D.C. this weekend, reconsider. Forget about it. Reconsider. If you're, if you're somebody who believes you're, you're going through a transition and you want to be there to support how you feel, uh, understand that there's no issue here. For most people, you can be what you want to be, uh, but don't put yourself in harm's way, please. Uh, that's, that's not a good thing. You don't want to be – because if there's violence – no one's going to stop and say, wait a second, are you a trans or a straight? You know, they're going to just start being violent with you. You're going to be in jeopardy. So please uh, reconsider going to that rally. It's not a good place to be. No. My friend, I hope you have a good t- a good day at your uh, doctor's appointment. I hope it's a good day for uh, your tests. And uh, with the yeah, grace. I, I, I hope I studied well. You know, yes. I, I... Goodbye, Bill. <laughs> have a great day. See you. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>